Everybody, welcome to another edition of the only place you can get the best information pertaining to Southern Honor Wrestling. It's the official SHW podcast. SHW, this is our wrestling, hosted by your commentary team, B Double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner. My man, how you living, buddy? Man, I'm good. I'm good. What a week. What a week. The wildly unpredictable world of pro wrestling meets the wildly unpredictable year of 2020. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. yeah we're coming off the heels of a, of a big show with SHW big 21. Show. And uh, it was an amazing show. And normally, the following week, we would kind of give you a, a rundown of the, or, you know, recap the show and, mm-hmm. and kind of talk all about it. But uh, uh, everything got kind of thrown for a loop earlier this week when we got this huge announcement from uh, our SHW champion, Joe Black. Uh, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, I believe it was uh, Tuesday of this week, just a few days ago. And he, uh, well, in case you missed the video, let's just take a look. Here's what he had to say. Check it out. So it appears that people run in their mouth, spreading rumors, gossiping like hoes, because, I mean, the world of professional wrestling. But I felt like I owed it to my fans for you to hear it from my mouth. And December 11th, at the Southern Honor Show, I will be coming to turn this in, relinquish this title. It's not something that I want to do. It's not even something that I need to do. It's something that has to happen. Um, since the Rumble Jack, I've been wrestling with a torn Achilles. I tore it in the Rumble Jack, and I just kept going. A little bit of tape, you know, some braces, keep wrestling. Uh, there was an era of wrestling where wrestlers were tough guys. And, they would wrestle through breaks and all sorts of manner of injury, but uh, I think it's time for me to let my body rest. I've been doing this for 12 years with no break. Um, this ain't goodbye. It's just for now, I just need to kind of, you know, go gentle into that good night. But I will see you all December 11th. I will turn this in, and I'm sure Dylan has some kind of crazy diabolical plot to crown a new champion. So until next time, I'm on vacation. Well, how about shocking. that? Yeah, shocking news there from uh, the SHW champion. And uh, just, wow, what a blow to, uh, to the company. What a blow to Joe Black. And, you know, I got to tell you, you never want to see anybody go down with any kind of injury like that. And especially sure. somebody who, who we consider one of the best in the business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, holding one of the biggest titles, obviously, in independent wrestling, the SHW yeah. champ. Uh, but an, a torn Achilles, and he was still he still wrestled for like two months. <laughs> yeah, not only for us, but with Pro South and on uh, the Eddie Kingston Grindhouse shows, he was yeah. uh, in a couple matches, and all all along, all the while with a torn Achilles, like what a beast! Well, you know, we we remember seeing right about where and when the injury happened. If you go back to the Rumble Jack, you know, we kind of made the call, and we were wondering what happened, and. Um, you know, you would ask me on a regular basis, hey, is Joe, like, injured, injured? And I was like, no, I really think he is. Like, yeah. you know, he's he's really – and you could tell, you know, um, his fluidity and things of that nature. And we were nervous, honestly, about uh, Still Here too, right. if he was going to be able to, to be good for Still Here too. And um, if you watch that match, again, the Joe Black you saw in the Rumble Jack was not the same Joe Black that you saw fight for the championship. 
but he continued to fight valiantly. And, um, you know, that's the tough part about wrestling with injury and things like that. And, you know, for whatever things people want to say about our, our glorious sport, you know, injuries are what they are. And, um, you know, I understand, or at least I can imagine the challenge Joe Black has had, you know, you've waited all this time to finally get the opportunity to be champion. You finally get the championship run you're looking for, and now you're injured. You know, do you want to take the time off and potentially, you know, miss a run, uh, miss what could be an amazing moment, um, you know, or do you gut it out? And uh, the thing about an Achilles tendon or an Achilles heel is that's not something you can necessarily gut out um, with a sport that requires you to have so much activity on it. Plus, he's just got to walk from day to day, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's horrible to see. Joe Black, absolutely one of my favorites in this company. Um, I, I'm just so happy to see him as champion. But, you know, as we look throughout wrestling folklore, injuries to champions is not a new thing. You know, let's go back to a recent NXT takeover. Quite frankly, the last two NXT champions, right? You had Karrion uh, yeah. Cross, who had this huge win on an NXT takeover against Keith Lee and has to relinquish the title the next week because of an incredible injury. You know, we've seen Finn Balor uh, deal with injuries. We've seen this happen many, many times before. Um, so, you know, a lot of fans are offering their dedications uh, to Joe Black, and rightfully so. And let me just say, I'd like to say I dubbed him as the promo king um, officially, and uh, he is that. He is one of the greatest wrestlers, uh, certainly in the state of Georgia and in independent wrestling. Uh, take time to heal, champ. We can't wait to have you back. And we know when you get back, you are going to be an even greater beast than you are. So until then, rest up, get that Achilles heel well, and then when you come back, rumble, young man, rumble. That's right. And, and you mentioned how, you know, this is not a new thing with uh, champs having to relinquish the title due yeah. to injury. You know, it's happened over the years many, many times. You mentioned a many few times. examples. And a lot of times when those guys do heal up and come back, they come back bigger, better than ever. Absolutely. And I expect nothing less. I'm sure Joe will do just that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I just don't want him to rush it. Mm -hmm. You right. know, let it heal properly. Right. Uh, take all the time you need. You know, the fan base is going to be here when you get back, just yeah. ready, chomping at the bit for you to come back. So yeah. um, it's going to be great. We can't wait to see you back. But, you know, he mentioned it there in the video. You know, what's going to happen with the title? He said, you know, Dylan will probably come up with some kind of diabolical uh, diabolical plan, plot. <laughs> plot there. So yes. we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll speculate a little bit on it uh, maybe towards the end of the show. But um, sure. meanwhile, this is a regular episode of the podcast where we do have a special guest. and We do. We that's do. right. He, this week's he, special guest. Yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell the Yeah, he was a winner at SHW21, and um, he certainly has made a huge impression uh, on all of Southern Honor ever since the Rumble, Jack. Uh, he is a, a legit seven-foot monster. And I don't know. He could be somebody we're talking about potentially as a future SHW champion. With the title being what it is right now, who knows? Our guest this week is the one and only Austin Towers. We had a chance to sit down with him earlier this week. Here's how that went. Well, ladies and gentlemen, coming off a big match Last week at SHW 21, it's the chief, Austin Towers. My man, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, it's, uh, it, it like reju rejuvenates my soul when I get to kick uh, people in the face. I love it. Wow. Hey, speaking of which, yeah, you laid uh, Dylan Freimeyer out pretty big time, and he posted a picture on social media right afterwards. He had basically, uh, what, what size boot are you? 20 size 20 good man. lord good night so anyway so he had like a size 20 footprint on the side of his face that was uh that's pretty gnarly that's man happens. that's that's what happens he he got the he got the worst of it man I, I i like to complete my matches and he you know unfortunately homeboy got in there man so yeah it had to happen it had to happen <laughs> Wow. Wow. So, so you are, as we often say, a legitimate seven foot 
monster. And as you mentioned, a size 20 shoe, this is going to sound like a really silly question. You've probably been asked it a million times, but where in the world does Austin Towers shop for sneakers? Because you, you don't just go into the mall, into your local champs and grab, oh, a size 20. That's not what happens, man. So where do you get shoes? Where do you shop? Um, a lot of research, a lot, a lot of research, but like, uh, either East Bay or Zappos, they'll have like a, a kind of a selection here, but you know, I kind of like to, you know, go on the Google search and go on, on, on tab five to see like the kind of the crazy websites and I'll find some cool stuff. So yeah. uh, it's hard, but it's not that hard. So, okay. Okay. I, I'm merely a, a 12. So, I, I mean, and, and sometimes that can be hard to find, but a 20, good Lord. Good <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little, little, a little difficult, just yeah. a smidge. But I've, I've found, I've gotten used to it and I found some shoes. I'm good now. Good stuff. I just know if we ever need some shelter or something, GB, we just had to borrow one of his shoes. I'm pretty sure we could just hang out in one of his <laughs> okay. shoes. Y'all got y'all got y'all got jokes, man. Y'all got jokes. No, he like, got jokes. Let's be clear. I don't know if you know about us, man, but we're known to uh this guy. Stir the pot. Hashtag stir the pot. Yeah. All right. All right. So, man, uh, you know, we like to talk to uh, our guests a lot and kind of get a little bit of their background, a little bit of history from you, uh, as far as wrestling is concerned. Have you have you been following it your whole life? Have you always been a fan growing up? You know, believe it or not, I actually was introduced. Well, I should say reintroduced to wrestling around 2009 and 2010. So, mm -hmm. I am a late bloomer, uh, so to speak. When I was growing up, I grew up in a very religious home. Okay. My mother did not like wrestling wow. at all. Absolutely, wow. absolutely not. Especially in the Attitude Era, where, you know, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin and The yeah. Rock and the, the Diva Search and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It was, mm, 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 mm. As soon as I cut on, she's like, cut that off right now. So <laughs> and the only way that I was able to connect to the wrestling world was uh, was through the video games. You know, okay. SmackDown versus Raw, you know, WrestleMania 2000, stuff like that. Like, I was able to play and kind of just imagine myself as a professional wrestler through there. And so when I was old enough to kind of be like, no, mom, I'm going to watch wrestling, whether you like it or not. That's when, <laughs> that's when I was actually starting to watch wrestling. And I was like, okay, oh, now I'm like, wow, now I really want to try and do something like this, you know? Yeah. So I, at what age did you hit your like big growth spurt where everybody was like, this guy's going to be a seven footer? Well, I mean, the doctor told my mother that uh, as soon as I was born, like, hey, you're going to get a big kid. <laughs> but uh i've always been tall I've, I've always been tall like um you know it, it's funny because growing up uh being in the same classes and and in the same age as everybody people will look at me and think that i'm older than everybody just simply because of my size yeah um i've had to deal with that my whole life so i'm just so used to it i really am <laughs> so so i'm curious because a lot of uh taller athletes end up in sports like, you know, basketball or even football or things like that. For you, I mean, did you ever, were you ever interested in basketball and what kind of switched you over to pursue pro wrestling? Um, I did play basketball, unfortunately. Okay. And I get that question every single day. I figured every you day would. I step outside. Yep. You play basketball. Do you play basketball? Right. And it's funny because I'll be lying to him too. You know, I used to wear <laughs> basketball jerseys. Uh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I play for this team. And they'll believe it, of course. Like, who's going to question me? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, who's right. going to question me? Yeah. But, uh, no, I played basketball for about eight years. Uh, played some in middle school. I did NJB for about four years. And then uh, at high school, uh, you know, did the tryouts and everything. And I got put on um, got put on the varsity team. And then it's just at, at one point, I just – it was like I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not happy. Like, you know, it's like, um, it's like the sluggish feeling getting out of bed. You don't want to get out of bed. It's like, I don't want to play basketball. It just didn't make me happy. Yeah. Um, no matter how much money uh, basketball would bring to me, you know what I'm saying? I just, it just didn't give me that fulfillment. And the first time that I actually stepped in the wrestling ring, I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, mm -hmm. everybody says that when they take that first bump, this yeah. is what I want to do. So, and that's, yeah. that's what happened to me, man. So, 
Wow. Basketball, football. I played. I played tight end for about two years. I played volleyball for a year. Um, just none of it clicked with me. Okay. Didn't didn't give me no fulfillment. Well, you talked about the first time in a ring. So at what point did did that click? Did you say, you know what, I want to try this. I want to see if this is something I can actually do. Yeah. Um, the question always came up, like, how do wrestlers ever become a professional wrestler? And I, I remember being with my friend, uh, Joe Hyken, which is the person who, who uh, initially got me into professional wrestling. He's the one who found the school, looked up and did the research and found WWA4, which is the school that I started at. And this was back in 2013, the beginning of 2013. And he told me about the school, told me how good it was and... Um, at the end of 2013, you know, I decided that I'm going to sell everything I got and I'm going to move down from California all the way to, to Atlanta, Georgia to pursue professional wrestling. So what what a change of scenery. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, let me, let me tell you a huge, huge culture shock, man. I'm still, you know, I've been here for seven years and I'm still getting used to it. I miss Cali every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a major cultural shock, obviously. I mean, from, from the weather to the environment to people in general, um, for you, what's been the biggest, uh, culture shock for you in that move? Um, the weather. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. weather for first, first of all, cause Georgia is, is a bipolar, you know, is by the weather. So bipolar, you know, mm-hmm. it'll rain hard. For 10 minutes and then yes. it'll see sunshine and it's so weird california has nothing like that it'll have one weather and it'll stick for that for at least a week you know what okay. i'm saying so okay yeah <laughs> that was probably like that was probably like the, the biggest thing and the people of course i think i feel like um where i was in california people are kind of just low-key kind of mind their own business and everything people over here they're very nosy no i want to try and like <laughs> talk crap about georgia people or nothing like that but they're very nosy they're very blind the pot, man. Front. Yeah, yeah exactly you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know yeah no they yeah it's a lot of them a lot of them get on my nerves which is, <laughs> is why i have i have a scowl on my face most of the time that you see me especially uh-huh. in the ring i just ugh, you know. yeah by the way by the way general manager uh is calling me right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this after we're done with the interview. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of that. I don't know if it's yeah. because I've, we've been stirring the pot too much. It or could what. be. But uh, I'm probably, gonna have to. He probably felt. He probably felt. You know, that's something on his face. You know, he's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that moment when the general manager calls right in the middle of the podcast. I love it. I love right, it. Right. So so I'm curious about this because I think we all know the match or the moment that turned us into pro wrestling fans or made us want to get in the business in some way. What was that moment or match for you that made you go, yes, this is what I want to do? Man, that's a good question. Um, I believe it was the first time that I saw uh, a steel cage match. Uh, I forgot exactly who was in the ring, but the steel cage matches are like my favorite matches. And I remember just seeing it, you know, you see the steel cage come down. Of course they have the flashing lights and everything like that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a match that was in particular that I saw. It was just like, boom. But I also remember seeing a, an elimination chamber where mm. they had, um, where they had Goldberg in there and they had Chris Jericho yes. and they had John Cena in them and, and, uh, Goldberg was just wrecking everybody. Everybody yeah. was coming out of the pause. He was just wrecking everybody, wrecking house. I was like, man. And I remember my cousin, uh, this is like a long time ago seeing this. My cousin was like, yo, that was so cool. I'm like, yo, awesome. You can do something like that. Mm. And I'm like, nah, nah, there's no way that I can do something. <laughs> I'm like, that's Goldberg. You see how big he is? That's Goldberg. Yeah. There's no way I can do this. I'm like a little kid. You know, getting away with re- watching one wrestling uh, promotion, you know what I'm saying? Just like right. the pay-per-view. I was getting away with just watching that. But, like, I remember just watching that, and I was like, wow. I'm, like, super fascinated about that. But it's crazy that uh, one one of these days, I, I want that to be, like, a goal of mine, to either be in a steel cage or an elimination chamber. And I feel like once I get Ooh. that, then It'd be, just be amazing. That'd be yeah. something else, man. I, I, we look forward to that day, man. That'd <laughs> Absolutely. Be, man. To be able to say that we yeah. saw you back when, you know? So uh, if, if you ever go. see me in there and you see me look at the camera, I'm like this, I'm like, 
that you know I'm pointing right at y'all because y'all know. That's right. <laughs> there you That's go. Right. There you go. Well, I was going to ask. So you mentioned you uh, started at WWA4 in 2013, right? So, um, and they actually run shows, right? Is yeah, it weekly shows it, or I don't know if they used to. Or shows. It's, it's every third. I'm not sure if they're having people come in, uh, you know, because of the quarantine and everything. Right. But, um, but, but at yeah, that time they were doing that. Yeah. Weekly shows every single Thursday, every single Thursday they would have shows. So, so how long, my question is how long had you been training before you had your first match in front of an audience, not just a oh. training match, but like actually a crowd being there. And, uh, and a first match in front of an audience. All right. Well, get your get your pot in that ladle ready. I'm about to stir the pot. Okay. Uh -oh. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I started training in 2000, the end of 2013, mm -hmm. and I didn't have my first legit match until 2015. And usually, oh. usually, um, uh, wrestlers would come in when they start training. It would take them at least six months to possibly a year to where they would get in in the ring and uh, and start wrestling. Well, special case about me. Uh, and here's another, here's another thing. I want to say this too. Okay, Curtis Hughes was my trainer, mm -hmm. but he did not train me. Did not. Hmm. He just like he basically refused to train. He did not like me because I I, I did not take his crap. Because Mr. Hughes was the type of dude who would just sit in the ring and just look at you and not give no critiques to the people that he didn't like. Because he didn't like me. Because coming into wrestling, I didn't I had no confidence. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I'm I'm training with a whole bunch of smaller guys. So me getting, you know, the proper training as a big man, I couldn't really get that. He didn't really give that to me. So I'm not gonna like I me just a pride to me. I'm not gonna I'm not trying to give credit to someone who really didn't have a hand. In, in in helping me train and anything like that but the one thing that i can give curtis hughes is that he gave me a place to train at and when basically all the trainees including his favorites batted for me to to start wrestling then he finally let me did and then that's basically when it when it took off so wow. um it took me a while and it okay. was, those two years those very first two years were, were very hard i mean just like you know mentally and, and emotionally it's really hard for me but no, I'm here. I am now. I didn't give up. So yeah, yeah. There you go. And, and, and I may miss. Did you say who was the first match against in 2015? Joe Hyken. Oh, Joe okay. Hyken, the, the same, the same, the yeah. same guy who got me into wrestling. He was my very first match, and, uh -huh. and it changed my life forever. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. So it's it's interesting because one would figure a seven foot monster would just be riddled with confidence, but mm -hmm. confidence was a concern for you. At what point did you become confident in who you are? Y'all ready for this answer? I'm ready. This year. Wow. Okay. This this year. Um, it was actually uh, around June. Okay. Uh, it was actually the actually the beginning of this year where I was contemplating if I if I wanted to continue doing this or not because I love wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. when you when you take so much beatings for for years and years and it's just like, man, I don't know if this if this is just worth it. Especially with the quarantine that happened, yeah, yeah. and COVID happened because me, I got asthma, and mm -hmm. like I'm I'm like the last person who should be having COVID because that literally attacks the lungs. So right. I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this no more. But, you know, every wrestler, there comes a point where you have to sit there and self-reflect. And I was like, you know what? Like, wrestlers already risk their lives being in the ring every single day, putting their bodies on the line every day. So, realistically, this is just another obstacle. So, I was like, you know what? Um, like, I'm not going to hold myself back no more. I'm gonna, I said, you know, screw the confidence issues. Uh, I, I need to do something because, you know, me being seven feet tall, um, me being the person that I am, I'm like, I'm not just going to give up. And yeah. so when July hit and I had a match with, uh, I had a match over at pro South against Joe black, who's, you know, Southern Honor champion right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we had an absolute banger, an absolute yeah. barn burner. And I would love to actually have a match with him in Southern honor if, yeah. uh, if it ever came down to it. But, yeah. um, after that match, I was like, you know what? I could do it. I, I can mm -hmm. put on I can put on a good match and ever since then ever since July it's it's just, it's just, it's just been going up since wow. there so and that's the it's it's thanks to that match and my match with Logan Creed is the reason why that you see me here right now so wow 
You know, it's it's crazy what six it's crazy what six months can do to you. It's crazy. It you yeah. know what I'm it saying? It's it crazy, is. and I love it. I'm loving every single second, really. But it's it's so interesting because again, the pandemic really did cause a lot of people to ask mm -hmm. the hard questions. You know, some ask themselves like you did, hey, do I even wanna be here in this business anymore? Mm -hmm. um, others decided, okay, I need to make some changes, you know, and, and made the changes that were necessary. And it's crazy because for us, we really got to first see you in the Rumble Jack. And in that Rumble Jack in August, we were just like, who is this guy? Because he's a star. Yeah. I mean, we had no idea that there were any confidence issues. And so to mm -hmm. me, kind of for anybody watching this, the lesson here is as soon as you flip that switch, everything gets to change for you. Because yeah. I mean, we never saw the lack of confidence issue. So mm -hmm. for us, that's why I'm like, how could you not be confident? But for you, as soon as you end up flipping that switch, everything changes. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely, I've definitely come a long way, and I could probably say that, because before I was kind of like, oh, maybe I've done some progress, but no, I can, I can 100% that, that I have come a very long way. There's people that, like, I, I've grown up with, and they look at me, they're like, that's Austin, what? Wow. The, 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 the quiet, timid kid back from church, like, there's no way that that's Austin, and they look at me wow. like, wow, that's crazy, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, like, it's, it's um, cause as soon as uh, as soon as that bell rings and as soon as I'm going through that curtain, it's like there's no room, there's no room for doubt. Yeah. There's no room for doubt. You have all the cameras, you have all the people looking at you. What kind of experience do they want to see? What do you want to um? What impact do you want to leave on them? And it's just like that's why it's just straight 100 percent. Yeah. Every single time, because I want no doubt in myself. Because I'm the only reason why I'm not doing it for nobody else. I'm yeah. doing this purely for me. Because yeah. I'm not trying to do this for money. I'm not trying to do this for the fame. I'm trying to do this because, like, it's more of like a self test. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I want to push myself every single time I'm in that ring, and that's yeah. why, like, every promo, every time I'm in there, like, I'm putting my life on the line yeah. every time I'm in that ring, and I want wow. people to see that. So. That's what I'm doing, and it's been working so far. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah, go ahead. It's amazing. Um, one of the things it's interesting because, of course, our introduction to you, like we said, was the Rumble Jack, and then, uh, then we had still here too, and um, there was the match with Owen Knight and David mm -hmm. Ali, mm -hmm. and uh, certainly there was a lot of vested interest in that match for a lot of reasons, and out comes this seven foot monster. And my first question is just finally, David Ali is going to get his. And <laughs> then you fooled us. And we found out that you were aligned with David Ali. So I'm curious what in the world has sparked this alliance between you and David Ali? Because it's certainly, I mean, my thought, I don't know that you would necessarily need him. You're a seven foot monster, but there's some sort of alliance there. Talk a, a little bit about what that, what that looks like. Well, I'll say this. Me and David, we're cut from the same cloth. We think alike, which is the reason why when he gave me the opportunity um, to say, hey, you know, I want you, you know, I want you to work with me. You know, why, why would I say no for someone who we're basically, um, we're basically the same? You know, wow. David Ali has come from a lot of hardships, too. He has had to jump over a lot of obstacles. If you guys have paid attention to his career, you know, coming from a street fighter to the savior and everything like that. So you've seen the growth in David Ali as well. So that's something that I can, I personally can respect in David Ali. So when, you know, when the olive branch was given, like I'm, I'm just going to snatch it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, even though it's funny, it's so ironic that me, David and Owen all came from the same school, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And for us to go in there, and and do what we do it's um it's a blessing but things have to be done and that's and that's why i, I snatched him up and i think like i said things have to be done he was given the chance and unfortunately he, he had to turn it down so that's when i that's when i come in the picture so wow. and that's what you saw well uh, you know just to stir the pot a little bit I'm just curious, and, and maybe you never saw this video. I don't know. But prior to that match, before that show, there was an interview where GB mm -hmm. sat down with Owen Knight and David Ali. 
Mm-hmm. Fortunately, GB got caught in the crossfire. David Ali did what he did to Gerard here. What was the reason? There, to me, there was no reason for that. There was, I mean, you're, GB's a compensator. Like, there's no reason to lay your hands on him. And well, David, David he, Ali went after him. And I don't understand why. We never got an answer from Ali. Well, here's the thing. I, now, I can't speak for Ali, but looking from the outside in, I'm just going to say it like this. Um, whether professional wrestlers want to admit it or not, uh, we are warriors in that ring. Every time that bell rings, it's, it's a battle zone. It's a war zone. So you have, two, you have two prime warriors in there, Owen Knight and David Ali, guys who are, have, like, have not even, even reached their prime yet. They're still getting better. You know, two prideful guys who are serious about their stuff. And so when you have two big eagles clashing, something like that were to happen. And unfortunately, you know, my man was in the way, so stuff stuff had to happen. So, I, like I said, I can't speak for David Ali, but from looking from the outside in, you're just you're, you have you're in between two bulls who are ready to clash their horns. And so, unfortunately, that's that's what happened. Just uh, when I had to go, you know, just a wrong place, wrong time, wrong time, wrong, wrong place, place, wrong time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's nothing personal, nothing, but you know, I felt for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, I, fe- we, I, I felt for did. you. I'm sorry. We all yeah. did. No one likes getting kicked that. in the gonads, man. No, no one no. likes that. No, doesn't feel yeah. very good. Doesn't uh, feel very good. So I, I'm curious because, you know, your future is certainly very, very bright. Um, and I mean, I've had a chance to see some of the things you've been doing in Pro South, some of the things mm-hmm. that obviously you're doing in SHW. Huge future. Um, David Ali, of course, has done quite a bit. Um, he's, he's, I mean, whether we like him or not, he's done a whole lot. And sure so has. there's a lot to be said for that. Look at AEW uh, Dark over the last few months. Absolutely. He's been doing his thing. He's so been doing what, his thing. What does the future look like for, for you and Ali? I mean, is it some point where perhaps you're helping him towards the SHW title? Maybe you guys are going after the tag titles. Perhaps you're taking a, 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 a leap toward the SHW title. What's the future look like for you and, and, and David Ali? Well, um, like I said, I can't speak for David Ali. Um, but as far as my plans, it's, it's whatever is there to grasp. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm coming to take over, you know, um, whatever place that I, I, I come into, I want to claim is my domain. Like that's, this is my spot. That's why I call myself the chief. You know, I'm a natural born leader. I lead my army to greatness. Well, whoever is in the ring with me, I bring the best out of them and which is what I want to do. So, you know, um, I had my ticket in, which is with David Ali. You know, that'll, whatever, whatever happens, it'll run its course. And then the next step is just to take over, whether it be to take the, the title from, from Joe Black, or if I can single-handedly take the tag titles off of the lynch mob, I will gladly do that too, which if, if that's the case, it doesn't matter. Like uh, 2020, I'm trying to make some noise and wow. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to either go overseas or I'm trying to get that big paycheck by next year. So it's like whoever's in the ring with me, you're getting 150% of seven-foot Titans. So it's like, Oof. like bring it, basically. Just bring yeah. it. Whoever, whoever wants to bring it. That's why That's why Dylan got hit in the head because he, he was in there. Like, I'm mm. in the ring, bro. What you doing? So, yeah, mm. I got to kick you. So it's whoever, whoever wants it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, uh, you doesn't said, matter. So you said you're trying to make some noise in 2020. Well, I would say you yeah. have done just that Absolutely. at this mm-hmm. point. And, um, I'm not done yet. You know mm. – Man, it's it's been amazing to watch your run so far. It's just through this year, and you've been doing it yeah, for a number yeah. of years now. But, you know, when we found out you were coming uh, and you were going to be at the Rumble Jack, uh, I looked at that as uh, – and I even gave you this treatment on commentary uh, – when The Undertaker arrived in 1990 mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the uh, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And was it uh, – help me out, Gerard, was it Roddy Piper? With the with the ham hock line. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I I, I, I know you heard the heard line that. that I used, and I I I didn't know if you thought that was ridiculous, but to me that was an homage to the Undertaker because mm. I looked at you coming in just as big as in the WWF at the time, the Undertaker yeah. arriving, yeah. this yeah, big right. monster that nobody had seen before, and people had seen right. you, but in Southern Honor they had not. And yeah, so right. as soon as we saw you come out, I still get chills thinking about your entrance at the Rumble Jack. Yeah. Because you came out there and it was just like everybody stopped in their tracks. And mm-hmm. I had to throw the uh, look at the size of this ham hock, even though it's, <laughs> it's a goofy line. But if you got the reference, then yeah. I think people understood that to me, yeah. 
it was like the undertaker showing up and yeah. uh, another thing i thought was kind of funny i was thinking about this earlier you mentioned you come from a religious family and your mom was against you watching wrestling back in the day you mentioned during the attitude era and my first thought was yeah she probably would hate the ministry of darkness with the wow <laughs> oh yeah i would wow. imagine let that me, would never fly yeah yeah let me let me just say let me just say this one thing because i'm actually a part of a group called the left hand path mm -hmm. and yes. <laughs> And my mom, when she first saw that, she was like, because, you know, because the left-hand path, it, it's, it's, it's named off, you know, a satanic group, but we're not, we're not satanic at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a different thing. It's more or less we believe in ourselves. We are, we are the, uh, the bearer of our own uh, our futures and everything like that. So that's basically all we go through. But, like, when my mom first saw that, she was like, um, I didn't raise you to be like this. <laughs> right. So, you, you know what I'm saying? Black and gold is supposed to be your colors, not black and red, Austin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, at that point, I had to put my foot down. Like, Mom, this, this is me. I'm, I'm the wrestler, not you. Yeah. <laughs> not you. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> It'd be like Shel Shelton Benjamin. You should get her involved in an angle like Shelton oh. Benjamin had this mom coming out to the ring with him oh my god no 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 my, look i had one show i had one show in mississippi and that was the one time my mom saw me wrestle okay uh, and i remember uh and it's it's so ironic too the same the same uh show i actually wrestled david ali it was oh, wow. the same show that i was wrestling david ali and David Ali hit me with a, uh, a missile drop kick from the top mm -hmm. rope, and I, yeah. and I took, I, you know, fell down. And I looked to my side, and I saw my mom take her coat off, put her purse down, and she had to be held back from my father. Wow! So she was for real about to get into the ring. My mom does not play with her wow. son. She does, yeah. She does not play with her. So, yeah. I, if I can have one person not be ringside, it'd be my mother. It's don't, mom. Please don't, don't well, do look. that. Uh, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but I'm just saying I would buy a ticket to see your mom go after <laughs> David Ali. I would, I would pay to see that. That's money my right there. My mom is not so, short. So, Dylan, book it. My mom book is it. not short. Dylan, book it. Wow. My mom is six wow. foot. Okay. Cow. Yeah, and my, and my father, he, he's, he was 6'5". So, wow. Uh, yeah, no, my mom is big. And when wow. she gets, she's a very kind woman. Okay? Yeah, She's a very kind woman. Which is, you know, because I got the baby face and I got the, the light, light uh, voice tone, so I'm I'm a lot more approachable than a lot a lot of people. But you know, when that anger, when that scowl comes on the face, mm -hmm. that scowl that you see me coming yes. to the ring, I got that from my mother. Yeah. Right? So you don't want to mess with my mom. She will slap <laughs> right. the ever living taste out your mouth, and some teeth will come out too, and yeah. she will not feel sorry about it. Yo. Listen, up. good mothers do not play about their sons. This not I know. at all. <laughs> especially black moms so especially i know black, especially <laughs> black mothers listen especially black mothers it's an entirely different ball game Boy, man that's like, not oh what you God. want no that is, is not, not what you want no not oh my gosh oh. that's hilarious but i totally i totally get it totally yep. get it so i've got to ask you man again you've been in pro south of course you're doing things in southern honor and the like right now and you mentioned uh, wanting to go overseas you mentioned wanting to look at the big check and things like that if you had a chance in 2021 to pick a dream opponent who's your say top three dream Ooh, opponents man what the hard questions ah <sighs> oh, okay now now hold on now like what like dream opponents as far as like anybody anybody anybody, anybody wow. anywhere okay well uh i gotta start with the inspirations first um, Kane, obviously you oh. can see that me yes. walking to the ring, the stuff that I do, Kane, Undertaker, they're, they're my biggest inspirations. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho is like an idol of mine. He's like, as far as the rock, how a lot of wrestlers are, that's, yeah. that's my rock. That's wow. Chris Jericho's up there. Wow. Um, Randy Orton's another personal favorite of mine. Okay. If I was able to go to WWE and have one good match with Randy Orton, I'm like, wow. Wow. That'd be that would be the one. Wow. Um, as far as as far as attainable, as far as like what's what's realistic, um, shoot. Oh, that's a very hard question now. Um, well, the, who's that? Who's that guy? He's in AEW, but he has the lizard face. Ah, uh, oh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is one of them. Um, I would love fun. to have another banger with with Logan Creed. Logan Creed has was my favorite big man match of all time. I feel like nobody will be able to top that, what nice. we did over at Pro South. Um, 
who's, who's another one? Oh, there's another dude. That's another dude. And I'm trying to put this out there. There's another guy named PB Smooth. He's another seven foot wrestler. Okay. And, and the dude has the charisma that I that I have not seen in a long. It's honestly a charisma that I wish I would have had first coming into wrestling. But PB Smooth is definitely another another one that I want to I want to try and wrestle. So is, is he around the for right now? Is he around the southeast or where's he? Um, I believe he's in the the northeast area kind of okay. like the new new york new jersey area i believe yeah. so i'm not entirely okay. sure exactly where he stays at or resides in but i know he does like battle club and, and oh. stuff like that over there so this show reaches a lot of places so nice. and i'm trying that's what i'm saying i'm trying to put it out there yeah pb if you see this bro come bring yourself down so we wow. so we can tear this ring up i'm trying i'm trying to do it for real yeah <laughs> speaking of tearing the ring up can we just like not tear the shw ring up <laughs> you saw what cyrus did the other night that's why this is why i don't go top rope <laughs> that's one of the that's one of my main fears because me yeah. I, you think just because i'm tall that i i prefer heights i don't yeah because because things big things hit harder when they hit the floor you know what I'm saying? True. And I don't yeah. I don't want to try and go to the top rope and crash and burn. That's it not, makes sense. See, okay, it, it's great to hear a big man like yourself say something like that that makes sense because when we see a Logan Creed, and this is not to say anything about him or to take anything away, but some of these big guys, I see them go up top, and I'm like, what are they thinking? Yeah. The bigger you are, the harder you're going to hit, and the more it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Yeah. It is what it is. It's it's high risk, high reward, man. It, it looks I mean it creative. looks amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah. But still, for your sake, I'm like, ah, what are, what are you doing? But That's to your it, point, if you your hit life it, on the ring. Yeah. If you hit put it, your it's life a big on the deal. ring, man. Absolutely. Yep. Holy cow. So all right, so go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, so you talked about some of your dream opponents. You mentioned going overseas or, or you're getting that big paycheck. Do you have a preference uh as far as companies like or is it just whatever you you know take whatever you want or it depends on at the time what they're offering you because you know some guys are like straight up aew some you know some guys want to go through roh or impact some guys just want to go to japan and work uh, some companies in japan do you have uh, a specific preference okay um it's it's basically whoever throw throws the uh throws the bait at first really whoever whoever throws the hand out first really okay. um but I what what I wanted to do, and this is the decision that I made um, a couple years ago, is that I want to make sure that that Austin Towers is a known name, so that mm. if I were to get signed to wherever, they would know who they're messing with, they would know what to do with me and stuff like that. Because you know you have a lot of guys who get signed and then and they change their names and everything. I, and I understand that's about the business because you know with copyrights and stuff like that. Mm. But I want people to know, like who I am, yeah. what I do. You know what I'm saying? If I say tower overall, I want the people to know exactly what, you know, what to say and everything like that. So mm -hmm. it's it's realistically who whoever whoever has the the first offer. But if I could choose anything, I, I would like to end my career in WWE. That being because mm -hmm. you know they're the ones that got me into wrestling in the first place. Mm -hmm. So well, why not want to end that career? You know, on a mm -hmm. high note with the well, you know biggest company in in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That makes a lot of sense. I, I love that, man. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And we are just, uh, we're pumped, man, to have you here because uh, I think I've been impressed by you from the first day I saw you. And you just Thank keep you. growing and you keep doing incredible, incredible things, man. So I really believe, I mean, as close as you are to the sky at seven feet, the sky really is not the limit for you. I think you can really bust that out of the water, man. So kudos Thank to you. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. That's all. That's all I'm doing. I'm just trying, man. It, yes. You know, you can't, you can't succeed unless you try something, man. So here, here's me trying. Very true. Trying. Very true. Well, man, uh, I don't know when the next time we will see you will be. Of course, we do have the show SHW 22 coming up on December mm -hmm. 11th. So uh, perhaps we'll see you there. We don't know the full card yet, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, my face, my face is on the picture, so you know I'm gonna be there. Yeah, so it, it just, it's the question is who's gonna get kicked in the face? That should be the question, <laughs> really. So basically, I, I need to double check. I need to tell Dylan just make sure you stay out of the ring this time, uh, if unless you want another that's kick. If, to the that's face. if, that's if, if he's in the way. Okay, mm. that goes for anybody in the lot. If you're in the way, there's a size twenty boot that's gonna be coming to your to your head. So mm. like, stay out my, stay out me. 
say I David Ali's way, and there's gonna be no problems. Period. That's all that it is. I'm telling you, and just for proof, like check social media. We'll share the picture that Dylan posted. He's got a mm-hmm. footprint on his yeah. face, people. Yep. On his face. Yeah. Oh, man, unbelievable. Watch yeah. out, man. This has been a lot of fun getting to know you a little bit. We really appreciate you course, joining man. us here on the podcast. So we'll have Any, to have you back. Some, yeah, we'll have to have you back sometime soon. And uh, who knows, maybe next time we'll be talking about uh, another banger match maybe you had with Logan Creed or perhaps with mm-hmm. Joe Black, perhaps for the title. We don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for the challenge, man. Who, whoever wants to step up, man, shoot. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm trying to make some noise, even more noise than I am right now. So whoever wants to help, help me make some noise or let's create some noise together. Let's do it. I'm ready. Well, before before we let you go, uh, where can people follow you on social media? Um, I'm very easy to find. Just look up Austin Towers. Very recognizable face. Very recognizable height. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you can look up the chief, uh, Austin Towers, uh, on Twitter. You'll be able to find me, Austin Towers, on Instagram, Austin Towers, on Facebook. So I'm, I'm, I'm a one-of-a-kind man, you know. <laughs> You're very hard to miss in a crowd, that's for this sure. It's true. Very hard to miss. This is why I stay at home and I don't get in trouble with nothing because I'm easy to find. So you know right. I mean? so, gotcha. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. any any merch for sale at the shows or, or online or anything like that? You know, I, I sell eight by tens and I sell okay. little like fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards of myself. Uh, other other than that, like it's you can go on storefrontier um, dot com and look up Austin Towers domain. You can have all the shirts and everything like that. I just recently uh, signed a deal with uh, with Boone Heel as well. Hmm. So you can go on their website and then type in my name, Austin Towers, and you'll be able to see my merch up on there too and all the, all the wrestlers that are uh, a part of that group as well. So that's awesome. Boot and Heel and Store Frontier and just search yes. for Austin Towers. Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. Yep. Well, man, thank yep. you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Like I said, we got to have you back sometime soon, buddy. Of course. Anytime, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Ready to kick somebody's face off, man. All right. Well, we'll see you real soon. Thanks, buddy. Yep. All right, guys. Another fantastic interview. And uh, listen, he's a seven-foot monster, but Austin Towers is a pretty cool guy. He is. I I wasn't quite sure what to expect because, you know, sometimes we get guys on here like a a Logan Chase or Jordan Kingsley, or you just never know where, what direction uh, these interviews are going to go. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they open up to us a little bit. Sometimes they're just you know, in our face a little bit. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, Austin, man, what a, what a great dude. Uh, it's good to yeah. get to know a little bit more about him and Absolutely. Uh, can't wait to see what else he's got in store for us at SHW. I still am not crazy about the fact that he's aligned himself with David Ali, but you you heard his reasoning there and yeah. uh, it is what it is. And if you'd like to hear David Ali's reasoning for why he selected Austin Towers, you can do that when SHW 21 hits IWTV as David Ali actually sat in the commentary booth with us during the the big match. Yes. By the way, that's I feel like that's my fault because uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast when I Mm -hmm. mentioned that maybe like what if that happened and then you Mm -hmm. said don't put it in the universe and then what'd you do and then he showed up at ringside and sat right next to us and yeah jumped on commentary so my bad. So you guys can hear the uh, manifestation, thank you, of B-Dub uh, with David Ali on commentary, a ho- along with a host of other just incredible things that happened in SHW 21. Uh, when it hits IWTV, if you're not subscribed, go to independentwrestling.tv. You can sign up with the promo code SHW. The first five days are free, and uh, you can check out all of the entire catalog of southern honor wrestling so uh it's definitely going to be a good time what a great show it was and uh yeah however it ended will now seem obsolete compared to the of course the announcement we heard uh, earlier this week and earlier in the show from the shw champion joe black that's right and of course during the interview with austin there you saw that gary had called me and uh, I said I would take it later. Well, I took it later, and that's when we found out all this craziness was going on about Joe Black. And uh, you probably noticed Austin talking about uh, wanting to buy for the title against Joe Black and all this stuff. That yeah. was right before we actually found out the news. So it was just kind of crazy how all this played out. And uh, uh, just insane. But we don't know exactly yet what's going to happen with the world title. We know it's going to be uh, – Joe's going to be at SHW 22 on December mm-hmm. 11th. Yeah. Uh, to relinquish the title, but we yeah. don't know 
what's going to happen from there. I don't know if we're going to have end up with like a, some sort of a tournament or like mm-hmm. similar to what we did with the Rumble Jack. Could it be a battle royal situation? Um, we just don't know. And you saw uh, that SHW's Facebook page posted earlier this week, uh, just kind of asking the fans like, what do you think is going to happen? And of course, there was yeah. a lot of. Did you see the comments on that? There are a lot of comments. There was a lot of activity on that, which Ooh. says that the SHW faithful is very much vested into this, and they have a lot to say about it. And we haven't even talked about, you know, what we think could happen. Um, you know, knowing that Dylan's mind is wildly creative. Uh, of course, we know, and you were there for the very first show to determine the first SHW champion, which yep. you know was a series of five matches. And then all of the winners ended up in a uh, five-way elimination-style match uh, that determined the first champion, which happened to be Kevin Ryan. Uh, I don't know that fate will uh, replicate itself in that way, but good Lord, there's a lot of potential ways that this could go. Uh, What would you like to see happen uh, on on SHW22? You know, I I don't know. I'm actually curious if this would be – Maybe they do a tournament style, but would it be a night similar to the very first show where we find out a new champion that night? Or would this be Mm. like a tournament where it would last for two or three shows and then culminate with a big title match, you know, you know, tournament style? I I have no idea. Um, I don't know if I really have a preference because I have I have faith in uh, in the guys running the show that. You know, because every single show blows our mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whatever yeah. it's going to be, I know it's going to be awesome. But uh, I just, yeah, I don't know if I have a, an actual preference. I am curious mm-hmm. if uh, both Matt and Joey Lynch will be involved, whether it is like a, a Rumble, a Battle Royal, uh, a tournament, because those were the two guys. You, you wonder what's going through their mind because they were like, sure. well, we had a triple threat match for the title coming up. Right. And now that's out the window. So, yeah. you know, they're probably a little bit peeved about that. But, again, we all, as, as you know, the entire roster and, of course, us behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, wish Joe well. So we're not like, you know, we understand the situation. But Cer- uh, Certainly, certainly. Yeah. But it, I, I think there are a lot of potential scenarios and a lot of things to look at. You know, for instance, uh, I know someone made this suggestion about involving all of the former champions uh, of SHW, you know, so you're looking at a Kevin Ryan, an AC Mack, you know, a Logan Creed. Uh, and this would get interesting because, you know, we said that there was the whole one-shot deal for Corey Hollis, which is why he was suspended uh, yep. at SHW 21. Does that suspension get lifted and the one-shot deal get lifted with the fact that, you know, there is currently no champion? Um, do you still consider Matt and Joey Lynch at this point? Um, because there are potentially other wrestlers. Does Gunnar Miller get another opportunity at the title? Uh, do we see some new faces? I mean, we saw a number of folks come in from Pro South. Uh, could Tyler Colprett, who has gone public by saying he wanted to be a part of uh, this situation? Um, Trevor Eon. Guest, Trevor Eon with a big win over uh, William Huckabee. You know, that's yeah. something that you got to consider. Uh, Austin Towers, our guest this week, yeah. uh, someone who we could easily see as a future SHW champion. I've even seen this name thrown around, the runner-up to the Rumble Jack, Owen Knight. Could he come out as the new SHW champion? All sorts of possibilities in the air. Um, man. Your, your, your other favorite commentary partner besides myself, David Ali. D- David Ali. And, I mean, there's... The whole and roster then, is so solid. Like, I could see anybody. With and team. I almost forgot another former champion, Ashton Starr. Yep. Um, so, he's the gonna, possi- by, the way, by the way, he's going to love that you forgot him. I'm sure. And it, it was not intentional at all. Um, but but I, I just real quick, and this is kind of a little off topic, but I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't talk about this at the beginning of the show, but um, a little uh, something happened with you and him at, SHW 21. Did you want to speak on that at all? You know, I, I've thought about it and I'm going to, I'm going to be the bigger man right now and just okay. let that be what it is in the hopes that, uh, you know, I don't know. He was having a tantrum that night. Uh, and, the, uh, the biggest one I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> a rather significant one. And uh, he took it out on several people. And so I'm just going to hopefully let that be what that is. It's the holiday season. So you know, we'll, we'll see uh, what he does. But 
you know, he has to be considered as a former champion, I would imagine. Uh, the scary part about it is we've easily mentioned eight to 10 guys, um, easily, yeah. you know, and having forgotten uh, some people that, you know, we haven't mentioned that we've seen, et cetera, et cetera. So, Danny Jordan. Danny Jordan. Could you, can you imagine the very first woman to win the SHW championship being Danny Jordan? That's a realistic possibility. She, she's been in both Rumble Jacks. There's no, reason, there's no reason she couldn't be. She has. You know, I mean, I, we'll and, and we could see faces that we haven't seen in SHW in a while. You know, we've seen uh, one of our friends just uh, tearing it up all over the place, Lindsey Snow. Yeah. You know, like that's a possibility. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. And so for that reason alone, it's uh, worth making sure you're at SHW 22. I'll say this, which I think you'll find interesting too. You know, 2020 to some degree cheated us because we were going to have the SCI. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we don't know how this is going to turn out for SHW 22. But there's one thing for sure we can – well, I can't even say we can guarantee because we don't know if there's going to be a new champion on, uh, on SHW 22. We know we'll at least find out the plan. So, yeah. you know, make sure you're there because who knows? Anything can happen so and probably will. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of the credo for SHW. You never know, <laughs> really. You never know what's going to happen. You never know yeah. who's going to show up. Uh, and so to our knowledge, there is an announcement forthcoming uh, about what the uh, situation is going to be with the title. part of what your call was about. Gary was saying, hey, we right. got an announcement coming. So Exactly. And, of course, Yeesh. we found out Joe's, Joe's announcement, which you saw at the top of this show. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, then you can go back. It's posted on the uh, Facebook page here. But uh, just, wow, just what a whirlwind this week has been where we were coming off such a great show from last mm -hmm. week, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, whoa, hit the brakes. I yeah. mean, what you know, it's 2020, so I kind of like, what else do you expect like it's right you know what else is going to happen but um yeah. anyways uh again we do wish joe black the very very best and Absolutely. hope for a speedy recovery and uh just just let it heal you know yeah. don't don't push it don't don't try to come back too soon mm -hmm. because uh you know like like i said earlier uh, we think he's one of the best in the business and uh i want him to be able to get back to that point Absolutely. um and and not try to rush it or anything and, and re-injure anything or anything crazy like that so yeah um by the way, before we, uh, before we get out of here, I don't know if you guys saw this. You probably did. Uh, if you follow us on social media, or of course, you follow the podcast, SHW Pod on social media. But uh, your boys here, we, uh, we clean up kind of nice. I don't know if you saw some, uh, a couple of headshots that we posted, but uh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to our pal Corey Tatum yes. and uh, also our buddy Brian Galgano, uh, Wrestling Snapshots. You can follow them on Facebook. Uh, and uh, at wrestling underscore snapshots on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Corey, he hasn't been around the last couple shows, but prior to that, uh, he was our main photographer for many, many SHW shows. And uh, if you are a wrestler uh, and you want to get some really, really slick professional headshots done, mm -hmm. that's your guy. So find him on yeah. social media, on Facebook and uh, Instagram, wrestling snapshots. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to him. He made us look way better than Huge. we actually look so Huge i was like wow shout out to him and i will just say this ladies stay out of brandon's dms <laughs> but i don't or know actually maybe you should flood his dms how about I was that gonna say, i was gonna say if you like spaghetti <laughs> i i make a mean spaghetti and wait, wait and you, you told me you made a mean like mashed potato with bacon with mashed potatoes what is that now i call them bacon cheddar mashed potatoes bacon cheddar mashed potatoes that's right the whenever it's no no no. Lunch of no, no 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 potato potatoes oh potatoes oh yeah. i'm sorry you gotta, gotta like throw a little southern on it karate yeah <laughs> got it got it got it yeah okay. throw, throw, throw a little southern on there uh, oh but, my gosh anyways for people that don't get the reference, there was a whole thing about us stirring the pot and we were at the photo shoot this past weekend and I, I oh, we had the pot boy. and they said, Corey was like, what? That pot's way too clean. Do you actually ever use it? clean pot. I said, well, very I use it for two pot. things. Mm -hmm. I boil my noodles for my spaghetti. Yes. And I make my mashed potatoes. And, yes. Uh, Corey yes. said I didn't have enough seasoning on there. <laughs> he said I didn't use it enough, but it is what it is. Anyways. Well, I'll say this much. You know, we have been uh, dubbed for some reason the best dressed uh, commentators. Hey, in... Gary, Gary said it, not us. Gary did say it. So, you know, you know, 
hopefully we we lived up to that so uh if you guys have missed the pictures you can find them on either of our socials or of course at shw pod and uh let us know what you think i mean hey hey and some of you guys in shw land don't usually see us at the shows anyway because you know you're looking in the ring or whatever so i almost threw out the hello ladies oh my gosh and then i didn't (laughs) But then I just did, so there it you is. You just did. Anyways. You really just did. Anyways. Oh, boy. Well, uh, I, I guess, uh, do we have anything else to, uh, to tell the what folks else before is we there? get out of here? <laughs> I think maybe we'll end it on that note. Uh, it's been a crazy week, man. It's been a crazy week. By the way, next week is Thanksgiving, so I believe yes. uh, we'll probably take next Friday off. Yes. Uh, and then we'll yes. pick up the following Friday with our regularly scheduled program but uh and then I hope the everybody... friday after that is shw 22 guys so i can't believe that's yeah that got here quick <laughs> very very fast so uh make your plans to be with us we know it's going to be a very special night um and in the coming days we may find out how special it's going to be so make that's plans right. to be with us hope you guys have a great week next week and uh, i know it's a weird year for thanksgiving i know a lot of yeah. people uh, I mean, some people are still trying to do some family stuff and others are trying to keep their distance and all that good stuff. But, you know, at least meet up with your family on Zoom or FaceTime or something and try to get a little family time in there if you can. But uh, yeah. I'll be making up some uh, bacon cheddar mashed potatoes. And uh, <laughs> ladies, if uh, hit my DMs, maybe. Listen, know. he's got a spot open at the Thanksgiving table <laughs> just for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Okay. Call him B-Dub, at B-double-S-H-W. <laughs> That's how you can find him. Flood those DMs, ladies. There it is. <laughs> cheap pop, cheap plug. There it is. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess that's going to wrap us up here. And uh, yeah. until we see you uh, in a couple weeks, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. <laughs>